welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good, Mike. Good to see you. Well, we're going to uh, talk about something that has been in the news a fair amount. Uh, it has to do with Alzheimer's disease, which listeners will know is a neurodegenerative disorder that we, we don't really understand. It primarily affects older adults, and Alzheimer's is the most common cause of dementia. While treatments are available that have been marketed, they can minimally ameliorate some symptoms of the illness. There is no cure currently available, and the disease is inevitably fatal. It uh, progresses in all patients. Patients with Alzheimer's disease have, we're told, reduced cerebral content of choline acetyltransferase, which leads to a decrease in acetylcholine synthesis and impaired cortical cholinergic function. There are cholinesterase inhibitors that increase cholinergic transmission by inhibiting cholinesterase at the synaptic cleft and provide modest symptomatic benefit in patients with Alzheimer's disease. It's interesting that the results of randomized control trials of these cholinesterase inhibitors are hardly impressive. When assessed at both 6 and 12 months, these cholinesterase inhibitors lead to extremely modest improvements. So, for example, on a 70-point Alzheimer's disease assessment scale, with 70 points is the key uh, thing to remember, the, the drugs uh, improve by 2.7 points. And if you look at a mini mental status exam, 30 points, uh, these drugs lead to a 1.4% a increase. And there's very little data that these drugs improve long-term outcome, such as need for a nursing home or improving uh, activities of daily living. So here we go. Along comes a, a new guy in the block, aducanumab, probably mispronouncing that. It's a recombinant monoclonal antibody. It's directed against amyloid beta. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved the drug for treatment of mild Alzheimer's disease using an accelerated approval pathway. This approval pathway was based on positive clinical results in only one of two trials. Um, the other one was negative, and it used surrogate endpoints of reducing amyloid beta plaques in the brain. The approval of the medication was significantly controversial, given that a FDA advisory panel uh, recommended against approval of the drug. And since the surrogate endpoint that they were using, reducing amyloid beta plaques, has not been established as predicting any sort of clinical benefit. So now the results of clinical trials have been published. They're published in a journal called the Journal of Preventive Alzheimer's Disease. It was published in the year 2022, very recently. I'm going to ask Mark what these uh, trials tell us, but the study that was published attempts to answer the question, is aducanumab safe and effective for the treatment of mild cognitive impairment or mild Alzheimer's disease? Mark, what do these new studies uh, tell us? Yeah, I mean, you alluded to a couple of important things. One is this idea of the minimal clinically important difference, which is if you have some sort of a scale, how much change would people actually notice? And the other one was that the FDA 
has been moving very strongly in the direction of requiring actual evidence of patient outcomes, not just some surrogate marker. You can't just show that a drug reduces blood sugar. You have to show that it actually reduces diabetic complications, for example. So this study was published in the Journal of the Prevention of Alzheimer's Disease, which is a uh, I'm sorry to the editors, a no, nothing journal. Basically, one of the authors was one of the editors, and um, it's a it's a very uh, little-known journal. And this is a hugely important study, so it kind of makes you wonder, why did it end up there, <clears throat> not the New England Journal? So this reports results of two studies over 3,000 patients with mild Alzheimer's or mild cognitive impairment, and they all had to have amyloid deposition shown on a PET scan. Um, patients in each study were randomized to placebo or to low or high dose aducanumab. The dose was uh, selected based on whether or not they were positive for apolipoprotein E4. Uh, they stopped the trials early for futility because they weren't showing any benefit. Uh, only about half of the patients completed the 75 weeks. But then the author said, hey, let's take another look and look at all those studies, all those patients who completed the full study period they found that the drug did reduce amyloid deposition. They also found small changes in the mini mental state exam, the ADS cognitive score, the clinical dementia rating scale, uh, but those were in some cases statistically significant, but none of them, none of them came close to exceeding the minimal clinically important difference what a patient would notice. We performed actually a separate pooled analysis that we published in the American Family Physician. I did that with uh, Dr. Henry Berry, and we found no statistically significant or clinically significant improvement in the mini mental state or the CDRS scales. And the ADS COG was improved in a statistically significant way, but not in a uh, large enough that a patient would notice. Uh, there were significant harms. About a quarter of the patients in the low-dose group and more than a third in the high-dose group developed amyloid-related imaging abnormalities with brain effusion or edema, and 16% in the low-dose group and 20% in the high-dose group with those changes had brain microhemorrhages. They had to stop the drug, and they had to have continuing scans. Uh, so serious or severe adverse events occurred in 16 patients and included confusion, seizures, and gait disturbance. So bottom line, this drug was approved by the FDA after its advisory panel voted 10 to 1 against approval. Three members resigned in protest. The drug originally was priced at $56,000 a year when everyone said that's ridiculous. They were somehow able to <clears throat> improve their production and it now only costs $28,000 a year, which tells you, of course, that the other $28,000 was completely profit. Uh, this doesn't include the cost of regular MRI scans that are required, physician fees, administration fees, and managing these complications that we know will occur. And all of this for a drug that has no clinically meaningful impact on symptoms that's been demonstrated. So um, as I was saying before we recorded, world's worst drug, I think. Yeah. Very well, but it's a great um, study uh, in terms of teaching uh, medical students and residents. I mean, it's got so many problems that, uh, you know, students should know about. I mean, at the core, as you mentioned, the difference between uh, statistical significance and clinical significance is, is really everything. And $28,000, um, I guess the question, I, I'm not sure you know the answer, but is anybody actually using this drug? Yeah, I don't know what their sales are, and I don't know that that's been reported. Um, but hopefully people are, you know, 
getting the message that this is just not good. Our, our editorial in American Family Physician that came out a few weeks ago is called Why Physicians Should Not Prescribe Aducanumab for Alzheimer's Disease. So I think that's you know about as blunt as we could be in the pages of that journal. Well, thanks for bringing that to our attention, Mark. Uh, we'll talk again in a week. Okay. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. 